Breeze Nation, what is good? It's your boy Pat the Designer back at it again. We got a little, a little mini squad in the building. Mini squad, a little mini squad yeah. in the building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, joined today by Jordan JC and C Dub Calvin in the building. Uh, boys, we got a little bit of uh, maybe the Bears caught a break. Maybe we just need to start trusting Ryan Poles because I think Ryan Poles got another big call right and i want to talk about what that call was also got to talk about some of the best wide receiver free agents available and should the bears be in on this the thing about the bears offseason right now is the bears have all the three things you need um to go out and get whoever you want money draft capital and time so appreciate you guys for tuning in, showing love. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Who we got in this mug already, man? Baki in this mug, man. Baki. Uh, in this Baki. Mug. I feel like Baki been in and out, man. But I also haven't been able to see Baki's <laughs> comments because of the goddamn internet, Joe. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> All right, bro. It was a little lot. We, it was a lot. It was a lot of tension news. there. Shout out, shout out Jay Grizz in the building. Who else? We got Deep Barnes. That might be a pause. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Giovanni in the building. What's going on to Shy in the building? Good to see you guys, man. Hit that like button. Appreciate you guys. Mike Nice is mad because we started two minutes late. <laughs> Mike Nice, man. Well, we every day that we late. <laughs> hey, bro. We ne- we do. I will say this. We do never start on time. It's usually because we waiting on somebody and then they sneak in behind the cover <laughs> of the intro. Yeah, I mean, like I'm not gonna lie. It's always a sneak in behind the cover of the intro, and it's just like everybody's here. Uh, no, man, we appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love, man. Let's get this show started, boys. First thing, first and foremost, how y'all feeling today, man? Man, beautiful. Awesome man, Tuesday. Good, man. Feeling, feeling good, good, man. Feeling good about the Bears' decision-making. Feeling good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy because we didn't see it coming. <laughs> but it was. I'm not even going to go there. With but you it was. I don't have a sound here. I need that sound. I need that sound. The best I can give you right now is uh, Zion Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i got yeah i mean that's what i got park. okay that's right. what i got uh no nah, man appreciate y'all for sure love uh let's let's jump into this though because i feel like the news today was very there was surprising news today let's be 100 percent honest very surprising news today when we got news that the nfc north is not changing ben johnson told teams today that he is not leaving the Lions. He's got unfinished business, Mm -hmm. and he's going out there to try and finish this thing off and get the job done, and I love all of that. But uh, Adam Schefter basically came out with a very interesting tweet here a little while ago talking about uh, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson said he has two years remaining on his contract with Detroit. His deal was not adjusted to stay with the league says that the commanders were in route for a meeting with Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn when they got worried that Johnson was staying with the Lions per sources while an abrupt pivot by Johnson was considered surprising by several league sources. He was not considered. Uh, hold on, hold on. I had, I didn't click it. And it, it made me lose my spot. Uh, while an abrupt pivot by Johnson was considered surprising by several league sources, he was not considered a lock for the commander's job, despite his strong reputation as a coordinator and a loyal coach. The commander's leadership team remains eager to meet with the respected Glenn, who is one of several candidates that the team is expected to consider for its head coaching vacancy. So, boys, one of two things happened here in the NFC North, and and just going off of that tweet. From Adam mm-hmm. Schefter there. Number one, big surprise that Ben Johnson was not on the market. I feel like had we have been in the head coaching search, if we don't end up with Harbaugh, he's our number one candidate. 
Not firing nice. Matt yeah. Eberflus now seems like a almost genius move because you would have been gambling on Jim Harbaugh if he was going to be there. And number two, doesn't seem like teams are as high on Ben Johnson as maybe thought, right? Because it, the fact that Adam Schefter is saying that he wasn't a lock for the commander's job, I would have thought he would have been the favorite for that commander's job. You got yeah. my draft capital, new quarterback coming in there, no matter what, rebuilding the offense. Maybe Ben Johnson's not as high in some of these coaching circles as we possibly thought. Yeah, um, that that's a good point. I do kind of like, I'm looking at what James Hunter said, Ben Johnson will be Detroit's next coach. Maybe that's something that maybe is kind of might be in the works because, you know, they they probably didn't like the boneheaded call that uh, Dan Campbell made. You know, he's a he's a, a guy that takes chances and takes risks. Uh, and, uh, Dan, clearly, man. yeah, hey. Yeah, Hey, hey, who um, said it yesterday? Though they said, "Well, remember, Riverboat Ron's riverboating got him riverboating." Yeah, one of them dudes <laughs> in the comment section. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> I, I think that um, this this is good. You know, obviously, you know, being Bears fans, you know, uh, still you got to give some 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 kudos to uh, the Lions for for doing that. I think that Ben Johnson, if he is going to be successful going forward. I think that maybe that is a good replacement for Dan Campbell, where you can still have that same offense instilled with what they've already been doing. And uh, you kind of keep that continuity because that was one of the questions we talked about is, was that Detroit's like best chance at getting to a Super Bowl? And yep. now that you got him staying in the building, maybe, maybe they're, they're going to have sustained success. Well, you know, and I was looking at it from that standpoint, but I'm also looking at it from this standpoint, right? Uh, let's say we go ahead and stay with Fields or we go with, uh, you know, Caleb Williams. And maybe things don't go the way they're supposed to go for the defense, you know, and Matt Eberflus is not living up to what we hoped he'd be. Now, with Ben Johnson possibly available, yeah. who knows that could be a move that King Poles could possibly make. Um, it's something that would be exciting because he could possibly bring over this guy who can de help develop the offense. Now, of course, obviously with uh, uh, Shane Waldron in place, obviously he's going to be spearheading, obviously, the development of the quarterbacks and the offense. But, man, if you can get Ben Johnson over here as your head coach, offensive-minded head coach, that will be awesome. And, and it's crazy because it's something that maybe I didn't think about prior. It could be a genius move, and maybe Poles know something that we don't know. Yeah, and, and I think that point to me was the other part of the the where I kind of feel like there is some genius. By the way, over 100 in the chat. Hey, I'm I'm the, Good stuff. Get them likes up. Hit that like button. Uh, yeah, I got I got my buttons over here. I need these buttons in the regular studios. Yeah. I've got these hands. They call me Edward Trigger Fingers. Trigger Fingers, man. Trigger happy. If anybody gets that joke, that's hilarious. Uh, breaking news by Baki here. Also, here go, Bobby Slowick is staying with the Texans. He got a significant pay raise to keep coach uh, coaching C.J. Stroud. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, they're not, they not going to let him out the building. They, they was holding on to him by the ankles. Yeah. One way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> by the kneecaps <laughs> by the kneecaps say oh uh, watch yourself uh but no I, I just think that right like the genius is still there because again with everything ryan poles does and this is why i i always say i do trust ryan poles i do feel like ryan poles is really in command of all of this mm -hmm. options are still available next season matt Eberflus doesn't work out this year you hold on to justin fields 
uh, everything doesn't go the way that you thought it was going to go. We got to blow this thing up. This ain't the answer. Boom, get everybody out. We're starting over with the head coach, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, all of that. This whole offseason of excitement is now nothing. Ben Johnson is still available. Bill Belichick is still available. Oddly the enough. The names that yeah. we thought were shoe-ins to get yeah. jobs did not get jobs this season. Could we see that change come in next season? I know a lot of people are going to say, but what if you don't go get the quarterback uh, uh, for the next head coach? What if you don't go get the generational talent? What if you miss out on another generational talent? Is Ryan Poles going to be here? I think the importance of constructing this team the right way and putting the right coach in place for that to happen, you want to have those things all kind of come together at once. Because guess what? Bill Belichick picking Tom Brady at the end of the draft is not what led him to his first three Super Bowls. Tom Brady became that guy in the span of those first three Super Bowls. Yeah. He became that guy with the championship pedigree. In the end, Bill Belichick ended up having a guy who was generational and was dominating everything that was going on. Continuing to build that team and having a team ready, right? The Jim Harbaugh situation could now be in place in Chicago where this season continues to move forward, but maybe, you know, it's not the best season. Now it's, it's another season. It feels like, yeah, we got better, but it still feels mediocre. Mm -hmm. But you got players in place. Now you got a coach coming in and he can say, well, I got this quarterback. I got this in place, that in place, that in place, that in place. Bet. So we just need to go out here and call the right plays. I can do that. And so I'm in, I'm intrigued with what we saw from Ryan Poles this offseason. And yes, I did have some questions on not even picking up the phone and calling Harbaugh. Could have picked up the phone. I still say it. you could have picked up the phone. I would have been okay with the rejection. Just call him. But I guess, right, is that is the is the question mark on that now also? That's a great point as well by Baki there. He says both Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick will be available in 2025 potentially. Mm-hmm. But what if what if Poles knew that you know that Harbaugh wanted to go to uh to to the Chargers? Maybe he already knew that was a done deal. Maybe they had that conversation, and you don't want everybody to know that you failed at bringing them in. Yeah, that could have no, been the I, case. I still think that there was still some issues with him and uh, Kevin Warren. I think that also could have played a factor. Is you know that that whole yeah I, I pride issue the, with that. Yeah, I had heard in the beginning of this process Harbaugh was not coming to Chicago. I may have wanted Jim Harbaugh to come to Chicago, but I had heard literally day one of like, hey, Jim Harbaugh might be coming to Chicago. Jim Harbaugh ain't coming to Chicago. Oh, okay. All right. That's the game we play. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just kill that vibe. Right. Right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep, keep hope alive. Right? Reach out. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'd have been fine with keeping hope alive, but I guess now, right, does it feel like, and again, I've said this, I feel more confident than ever in the GM of this team making the decision on the quarterback. And I know this is the tweet I always get. What are you going to do if they trade Justin Fields? <laughs> I'm going to cheer for Caleb Williams. Yeah. I'm going to cheer for Drake May. I'm going to cheer for Jaden Daniels. I'm going to cheer. fan at the end of the day. I'm, yeah. I'm going to cheer. I cheered for Rex Grossman. I cheered for Mike Glennon. I cheered for Andy Dalton. I cheered for Nick Foles. I cheered for Mitch Trubisky. I like, I'm going to cheer for whoever's the cinema. I cheered for Tyson Bajan. I was at that game uh, uh, singing Secret Bajan, man, the entire time but when Pat, he was going down the field and making plays. Pat, did you cheer for Henry Burris, though? <sighs> calm down there, Jason. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's move on. I'm sorry. You calm down there. Relax. 
you got to stop. 50 cheering on Tyson Bajan. I was like, eh. I, here's the thing about me, dog. I'm going to cheer for whatever quarterback is under center for my team. Cause if you go out there and win, I'm cheering. I'm going to cheer for all the wide receivers on my team. I cheer yeah. when Bayless Jones does things well. I'm scared before he does them. And I think that's the thing, right? Like, that is the life of a Bears fan. I can be scared before you do something and be excited after. Right? Like, I, I, was, I was terrified every single time Rex Grossman dropped back. Yeah. When he threw them random 60-yard touchdowns out of nowhere, I'd be like, oh, that was fun. Yeah. That was cool. Hey, I like that. Let's do that more. And then he wouldn't. So it's yeah. like I, the, there's a trust for me with Ryan Pohl's decision-making on if he – with the way he's evaluated almost everything, almost everything, offensive line, defensive line, how he's going about putting people in place for uh, development this season. I look at the OC and the DC and the wide receivers coach that we hired today. We could touch on that as well. Um, but like how they've gone through methodically, basically, and said, we're going to put these guys in place to develop the positions that need to be have struggles with because they're really good at that. I look at how he's drafted on both sides of the ball. Like, where's the miscue that we're looking for? Like, I feel like we're almost looking for the miscue. The worst thing he's done is trade for Chase Claypool. That's it. But that was still a good, good. But I was good. I, I mean, was you, you need an ex-receiver. You knew that that was a potential hit or miss. But, I mean, you can't knock on the the the, the potential that he had. I mean, the man had all the measurables in the world to, to be great. So, I mean, I, I – Yes, we don't like it because we know exactly what the outcome was. But, uh, you know, at the time, you're like, oh, Chase? Okay, let's go. It's, oh, a, listen, it's a hindsight hey, 2020. I, I told him to go get him. I was on the show literally like, y'all left him over there to die with three bad quarterbacks. Trade for this <laughs> man right now. He yeah. did it 48 hours later. That video's still getting clicks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, 166 in the building. Less than let's 100 go. likes. On the video, man, hit that like button right now. Let's keep this thing moving right along. Boys, I guess here's the thing now, right? When you're talking about and, and a, a, probably the part of the video that I think is going to take the most precedence is now with that trust in place, with the vibes in place, with the feeling that your GM is making the right decision. What does that mean for the team moving forward with this wide receiver position? We're going to start breaking down all of the free agents and stuff like that on the way to, and me and Joe just kind of planned this out today, a massive breeze round table where we're hey. going to lock ourselves into the war room and pick the free like agent that. with the salary cap available. I like that's, that. That's, it's all got to lead up to that, Let's boys. Go. We're going to, there's going to be fights in there. I'm not Let's gonna, go. There's going to be <laughs> some fights. Because somebody's going to want Saquon Barkley. And I'm going to have to. already know. He got to go. I'm not spending going, two the, million dollars on bringing him here, dog. The entire time we're gonna be sitting there trying to get impact players, he's gonna be like, "But do we have ten million for Saquon?" I'll be like, "Get out of here, dog! Get up out of here!" Uh, but before we do that, though, and we do want to talk about this wide receiver position. Before we do that, we do want to tell you guys about our latest sponsor. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back right after this. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and watching the show. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Aura. Have you ever done a Google search on your own 
name. You'd be surprised what pops up. Your full name, email address, home address, health records, your relatives. It's all out there. And that's why I've been using Aura, the sponsor of today's video. Aura shows me which data brokers are selling my information and automatically submits opt-out requests just for me. Cleaning up my information not only helps reduce the amount of spam I get, but it protects me from hackers who could use that information to help them access my social media, bank accounts, and other sensitive information. It's really simple to set up. I don't have to download several apps or go to things like antivirus, VPN, password management, parental controls, identity theft, but you can get all of that in one place with Aura. I get everything at one affordable price as well. You may already have one or two of these tools, but not having Aura is like leaving the front door locked while leaving the back door and windows wide open. For you to be able to take advantage of Aura, we got a special deal for you here today. Stop data brokers from exposing your personal information. Go to my sponsor at https forward slash aura.com forward slash the windy city. Again, that is uh, aura.com forward slash the windy city to get a 14 day free trial and see how much of your information is being sold. Yeah, we got commercials. Hey, hey, we got commercials. Hey, first of all, I just want to say I'm hey, smiling man. over here like a proud parent or something, man. This, this, this is this is dope. We got commercials. We got rejoin music. We going crazy out here, like, hey, man. It's twenty one way up, baby. Hey, man, appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. That sponsor's link is in the description below. Big shout out to Aura for sponsoring the show. Stay tuned in with us on that as well. Um, somebody, Tricky said, dang, that credit score is crazy. <laughs> the credit score was insane, bro. I'm trying to get mine up. Uh, right. Let's jump back into this. I think we've had some really good conversation here on Ryan Poles. If you guys missed that, we kind of talked about Ryan Poles getting the call Right. When did Gerald Levert sh- join the show? It's crazy, Hayes. You wilding over there, dog. Get that guy, man. This message. <laughs> hey, that was some, some spicy music. I'm not going to lie. That's hey, bro. It package. is what it is. It is what it is. A little suave, man. A little suave. Uh, let's jump into this wide receiver talk, though. There's a, some interesting wide receivers out here in the free agent market. And I think that this is going to be a really good year for the Bears, especially with the type of money that they have that they can start to put towards some of the guys that are available out there. I've got 10 names on this list uh, that I think are probably your top 10 guys on the market right now. Um, But I want to let you guys kind of crack things off with this. Where are you looking at in the wide receiver market? Where do you feel like, hey, hey, Sid, I ain't talking about the music. He got to be talking about C-Dub. Yeah, I was about to say, it's got to be the, with the hair, because I know my it's mind. The hair. Like, it's the hair. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you guys feeling with the Bears free agency right now? Uh, uh, who do you guys feel is the best wide receiver target the Bears could go after in free agency? Well, uh, you got a couple names uh, that I actually like. Uh, one that I really like, and it's crazy because this guy is someone that I kind of shied away from uh, because I always felt like he was always one step away from an injury, but it never has happened. I like uh, wide receiver uh, Mike Evans from Tampa Bay. Mm. Uh, I think that obviously that's uh, a guy that's up there. Uh, he he feels uh, the need that you 
you want outside of DJ Moore. He's kind of a different type of wide receiver than DJ Moore. He's uh, obviously got some height on him. He's a, 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 a good possession receiver. He can go up and get it. Uh, he has all those, all those qualities, those skill sets that you want in that, that wide receiver two that is still a wide receiver one. Um, another name, underrated, I think, and I've always been a fan of this guy is OBJ. I think that the Baltimore, for whatever reason, has underutilized him. I know he's a step slower. I know he's come from injury. Um, but I do like OBJ at least coming into the building. Uh, that's just on me. I, I feel like he'll be a good underrated grab for the right price. Not not no big bag, but for the right price, he could be like your wide receiver three. Yeah, you know, uh, if I'm a swing for it, man, let's go for T. Higgins, man. Uh, you know, to me, top wide receiver that's available out there right now. And yeah. And you got a guy that's can you know even though he might have had a I think he had like a pretty much an injured riddle season for the most part this guy can give you a thousand yards man easily and if Absolutely. this is your number two to DJ Moore man it can get crazy this could be a number three with DJ Moore and, and MHJ so if you got those three guys and maybe you got DJ in a slot the other two on the corners oh my god the options are unlimited. Yeah. So 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 you know, of course, this is me saying this as if we're keeping Justin Fields because I don't see us getting MHJ if we're getting Caleb Williams. But if we are trading back and we're able to stay in that top three pick and get and 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 get MHJ, man, I'm loving the opportunities that we could have, man. Yeah. Or even if you do Michael Pittman Jr., you know, uh one of those two guys as your third receiver or even the slot. That can be disgusting. Chill, Hayes. Chill, man. Hey, Hayes going in out OBJ, here. Come on, man. Get Hayes, him some Hayes going in on C-Dub out here. I ain't going to lie. I don't know why C-Dub is catching. You know That's what it is? Crazy, Hayes, Hayes, Hayes got a C-Dub on his shows, too. And so he probably feel like you done uh, took his name. His two C-Dubs. I'm the original, man. Technically, hey, that, that, if, if we, we be calling that man C-Dub. I don't know. Hey, C Dub is kind of old, bro. He might be the original C Dub. Oh, yeah, he don't spell do we spell it the same way? That's the other question. Uh I think so. I think y'all, hey. I think y'all literally are the same dude. You just um <laughs> same dude. Never mind. I ain't different even generation like that. I was about to have my <laughs> different generations. Hey, you know what? Another name. Oh, hey, man, like? I follow you, bro. I follow your content, man. We all good over here, man. <laughs> You know, another name I actually like uh, that I think is underrated, this guy had a really, really good season, especially last year behind Stephon Diggs is Gabe Davis. I mm. think uh, if he hits free agency, Gabe Davis would be a really good pick uh, as well. And you can imagine, like even Calvin said, man, I, I boy, the, the, the <laughs> possibilities are endless. If we stick with Justin and we say we go out and get one of these guys like Mike Evans or, or T or uh, Gabe, and then you pair him up with Romo Dunze and DJ Moore – this wide receiver room went from one great receiver to possibly three or four really good receivers just like that. Now you're talking about a special offense that can be built with Shane Waldron coming in the building. So uh, those are the names that I like the most. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought the name – and listen, the, the list I have here, this is from Pro Football Network. They got the 10 guys who pretty much are the top 10, and I, I would agree with this list on point pretty much. T. Higgins, Mike Evans, Michael Pittman Jr., Calvin Ridley – Marquise Brown, Gabe Davis, Darnell Mooney, who is on this team, who's already on the list, Curtis Samuel, OBJ, and Tyler Boyd, all free agents here. The part that does excite me is you're probably going to see T. Higgins set the market here, and the rest of the guys are going to get less than that. I don't think that, right, maybe Mike Evans gets more than T. Higgins, but I doubt it because of the length of that. Does Mike Evans still want to be in the age. Uh, uh, um 
Tampa Bay. That's the biggest question here with Mike Evans, because when you look at, remember the start of the season, he said, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And it was like, hey, no, get me up out of here. I don't want to be here for Baker. Now they've gone to a playoff game. Maybe he feels like something is still working. Maybe they want to get a contract done. They're a little bit closer on the number. Playing through the season changes how people feel usually one way or the other. And they had a really good season where you get back to the playoffs. You not only win a playoff game, but you end up competing in a second one. I'd be interested to see what he's going to do. I would assume he's probably going to end up staying in Tampa Bay. Um, I think Tyler Boyd is going to get the the next contract here, probably over T. Higgins. What what happened? He's still cooking. Dude, hey, he's need to get up out of here, man. Go do a show or something, man. Y'all, you the Rock, up, Gerald bro. Levert, and Kale hey, walking to a bro. Hey, the Bulls play, man? <laughs> hey, hey, he got he. Oh, that's what he's doing in here. He got three minutes until it go live. Yeah, <laughs> the Bulls play today, man. Uh, so I, I think, I think they probably end up stays going Boyd over Higgins, uh, there because you still got some of the youth and, you know, T Higgins is going to go off and he's probably going to want a bigger bag. I think Pittman and Ridley are two of the interesting names because here's the thing you have your one here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. It's not like we're going out and we're looking for wide receiver one. Right. In this free agency, not to say I wouldn't want two wide receiver number ones, right? Because guess what? That works. I see it in in uh, uh, <laughs> um, Cincinnati all the time. Yeah, right. I, I see it down there. I see it happening. It's fine. But if T Higgins is available and you want to pay that money, maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I don't know if you do because of the wide receivers that are available in the draft this year, even if you miss out. On MHJ, Roma Dunze could give you T. Higgins production Man, with nice. less money on his contract, yes. and you don't have to go out and pay a free agent wide receiver. What is a guy like Michael Pittman going to command? What is a guy like Calvin Ridley, who to me kind of had a little bit more of a down year this year than anything? Uh, I think, but I, even with that though, right? If you're looking at that already, if you're looking at a Calvin Ridley, if you're looking at uh, a Michael Pittman. What's there to say that you don't just re-sign Darnell Mooney? Eh, now Pittman I'm good on that. I don't know what it Mooney is, more but I think speed. That, yeah, I, I'm I'm good on that. I don't. I, I think that the chemistry has been lost between him and Justin ever since he has not obviously been the one. I don't know what it is, man. It, it, I, he, he's 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 not sure of himself as much as he was in the past. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not willing to take another chance on Darnell when you have all of these other options that have. Proven more in the league already, and then also the options that we have coming out of the draft. Even other options outside of the first round that I've talked about in draft profile breakdown uh, that you can get that are potentially better than what Darnell Mooney is right now. Um, I'm good on him. But my thing is, and I like what somebody said in the chat, Tricky Trip said he's a great wide receiver three. I think that if, if we go for a receiver in free agency, we should probably try to pinpoint somebody that can play the three. Or, or be a slot receiver. Your rookie's going to be your three. Right? Like, if it's Ronald Dunze, though? On this list, if you sign Michael Pittman, if you sign Calvin Ridley, the rookie's coming in and is going to be the three. I, Even well, if okay, it's a I great rookie. At first. Uh, yeah, right. At first, right? It like, doesn't mean he can't move up the chart. It depends okay. on the size and everything's like yeah. that. But, I mean, Michael Pittman coming off his best season of his career with another bad quarterback. Like, let's be real. Like, another, like, Anthony Richardson, cool. Like, but... He ended up basically being a uh, uh, a run first quarterback that was trying to just run everybody over. 
And so you end up having Gardner Minshew. You end up having, right, like all these guys come in. He still ends up with 1,100 yards, doesn't end up with, I think he had finished the season with four touchdowns, nothing crazy, but he's got a 4-5-40. He's six foot five. Like, he's a big body. He's Chase Claypool that's a little slower. And that's without a real quarterback. Yeah. He's Chase Claypool. He's Chase he's a Claypool, slower. but a lot slower. I don't even know if he's like, Chase Claypool's a 4-4. Michael Pittman's yeah. probably a 4 Probably just over a four or five. Yeah. I mean, like I'm and and I don't it. know what he's added in his time since being in the NFL. Maybe he's gotten a little bit quicker since then, but like a big body that but you know what he will do, even if he is slower. And and Brian Erlacher talked about this with players, and it really stuck with me. I think he said this on CHGO. He said, I'd rather have a player that can play it that that runs a four or five, but can play at four four. Basically saying, I'd rather have a player that maybe he's a little bit slower. Jack Sanborn, a little bit slower than what mm. you would expect. But no matter what, he knows where to be. So you're going to get the right play out of him. Yeah. In four seconds. Yeah, he knows it's the not, angles. He's he, running he, four yeah. five, in the, or he's running a four foot, a four three in the wrong direction. Or he's running <laughs> right. a four four to the wrong route. Right? That's what we've been dealing with with Claypool here. Yeah. I'd rather have a four five that knows what he's doing. And Michael Pittman to me is a guy like that. Yeah, that maximizes his potential. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna put up a 1,100 yards and you not have a real quarterback, and you might not even command a high contract, I mean, I think that's the way to go, man. Especially if you're gonna put him as your number two, and then like you said, depending on who we draft, that could be the number three. Yeah. It's just so many different options. There's so many different ways the Bears can go with this, man. It's like our team should be set offensively, man. If we keep fields. Or even like you said earlier, we keep if we go with Caleb Williams. You know, I'm for that as well. You know, I just think we got a lot of different ways, so we should be able to compete with the rest of the teams in this uh, division. My thing is, no matter what, right? You want to have, you want to come out of this draft with a receiver. You probably want to sign one. Yeah. Like I think that's the situation, whether you got Justin Fields or not. Yeah. I think because guess like. Now you're starting to build this out. One, you have to go out and you have to get a center. I'm probably not starting a rookie center. We'll break down some of the free agent centers on another episode as well as we lead up to our Breeze War know. Room Roundtable, baby. We got to set a date for that. We got to set a date for that. Yeah, but coming um, soon. Coming soon. I'm probably not. Uh, I'm probably not starting a rookie center to start this season. So I want to have this. I don't know. I, well, well I, my thing is, I want to have as many wide receiver options as I can, so that no matter who the quarterback is, is set hut. Drop back. I know somebody's getting open. It can't be said, Hut. Oh, wow. No separation out there. But you you got some you got some good options in the second round that I've talked about plenty. And I know we know one of them. The Powers Johnson from Oregon, uh Van Pran from Georgia. If I mean for me, if those guys were to be taken, you gotta trust that, especially if you're taking them that high in the second round, you gotta start those guys. I trust that. If they pick one of them two, then yeah, you you go forward with that. But yeah, if 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 not, and maybe we get a project late in the later rounds for center, yeah, you're absolutely right. I would go. I would go. I just I here. just feel like you missed your opportunity to sign the guy that could start day one, right? That was John Michael Schmitz. You could have signed him. Hey, fact. Yeah, I mean, you. I'm sorry, I you like could have drafted him. He was there. He yeah. was available to you. You could have taken him. Yeah. You didn't. Zach Fraser's a good one too. You, tricky. You I like missed. That. I. I it's not to say I don't believe in the guys that we do have available to us, but I feel like you missed on your – how many centers start day one? Like, how many rookie centers are coming into the NFL and it's like, yep, he's got the answers, right? So, no matter what, you you want to 
have a you want to have a guy that you can go out there and plug in and say he's a veteran. That's why, to me, I look at a guy like Evan Brown. Evan yeah. Brown, is he great? No. Is he amazing? No. Is he Lucas Patrick coming in? What he, Lucas Patrick was supposed to be? Probably. Solid guy. You plug him in. He's able he to is. snap the football consistently over 16 games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. he can pass block okay. He can run block a lot better. I think those are guys that you have to look at to say, even if you draft a rookie center, and that's what they did out in Seattle this year, right? They had, uh, uh, I can never get this boy in the last name. You said name, Bobby right? Jones or something no, like no, that? Olu, 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 Olu. You, I don't know how to say his last name. No disrespect to the brother. I'm not going to lie to you. I you was going to say Olu with candy. No, no, no. Olu, Olu, y'all know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Rookie center, they took him Olu, last year. He uh, ends up coming in, boom. Yeah. Right, he's he's not ready to go. We got a veteran center in place. That's what I would want to see here in Chicago. But in that situation, right, I'm not telling you that he's an elite center. I'm telling you he's a good enough center. So I need enough receivers if I got uh, uh, um, Justin Fields back there yeah. or if I got Caleb Williams or if I got Drake May because when they drop back, they need to know somebody's getting open. And I think everybody on this list are guys you can trust. Yeah. Well, do, 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 and just to comment on on, on one of the the, the chats, the uh, breeze is saying Van Pran is strictly a center. Well, that's what you want. I want somebody that you don't need to that doesn't need to necessarily. I don't want my center moving around. I don't you want them bouncing. Cross train them later. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. I, yeah. I need somebody that actually knows what they're doing. They're they're set in their role and can be potentially there for the next ten to fifteen years or, or however long for this team. I don't need somebody that's just going to be oh well, you can play left tackle maybe. No, stay in your role. Yeah, and, and I think that's the that's the part that's interesting. And it also comes down to, right, what are we going to spend money on? What are we willing to say, I'm balling out on this? What are we willing to say, I'm spending real draft capital on this? Yeah, I mean, to me, I would rather see uh, uh, um, the draft capital spent on a guy who is legitimately just the center. Because if you're legitimately just the center, guess what I know you can do? Play center. Play center. Thank Block. you. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I need you to do. We don't need Play projects. Center. I don't need you to play left tackle on this play. I don't need you to play right tackle on. I need you to play center. Mm. And that's why I look at a guy like like uh um like Brown and and say bring him in from uh from from Seattle. Yeah, that's why I look at guys like that because at a minimum they could play center. We brought guards in and said play center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like Cody Whitehair was a guard. He's played a ton of center here, but he was a guard. Oh, yeah. Lucas yeah. Patrick is a guard. Yeah. And he's not good at that. <laughs> and, and look at the look at the results. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just right. like, yeah. So I mean, I'd be interested in that. How you guys feel about some of the other names on this list? Calvin Ridley's on this list. Marquise Brown Calvin is on this list. Curtis Samuel's on this list. You feel like those are guys that maybe you could get if you miss out on the big name guys that you'd be willing to risk, or would you just go with wide, younger wide receivers at that point? I'm cool with Curtis Samuel. I thought that Curtis Samuel was going to be a little bit better when he started out in Carolina. I was high on him, uh, especially when I took him in my fantasy league at the first yep, couple yep, of years. We saw that. Saw that coming. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, I, I didn't. I, I I think that those are viable options, especially Hollywood Brown. Um, I think he had a down year just because of whatever everything that was going on in uh, was in Arizona. But yeah. I, I like that if you if you're if you're talking, especially for those 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 names, those are your possible slot receivers, right? Yeah. And so again, if you're addressing that need, then you go get your wide receiver two in the draft 
or your X receiver in the draft, then yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, even uh, Tyler Boyd is not a bad option, honestly. Uh, you know, obviously, if 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 you know if we could get him, obviously I want T Higgins, but like Tyler Boyd wouldn't be a nice consolation prize as well. I mean, like I said, and I think you said it earlier, we don't necessarily need a true number one. We just need somebody competent enough to be your number two. And if you got a number two, and like I said, we're going to draft the wide receiver. I'm assuming we're going to need an edge rusher too. We're going to need a center, and we're going to need a tight end. But like, if if we're going to, uh, you know, go with one of these top tier wide receivers, you know, we don't necessarily have to have T Higgins or have to have Calvin Ridley, even though it'd be nice. But I'm cool with Hollywood Brown. I'm cool with Tyler Bo- uh, Boy because yeah. they possibly could be your number two slash number three, depending on who you get to come in as your rookie uh, wide receiver as well. I think that's the conversation again, right? Talking about um, Ryan Poles giving themselves options here. You don't have to spend all the money on the, on T. Higgins. If we were coming in with the wide receivers we had last year, you have to leave this free agency with one of these receivers. Yeah. No choice. No choice. Yeah. This year, you have the draft capital again, right? That's the number one. You're probably you're hoping for your long term answer to be gotten in this draft. You're hoping for your Justin Jefferson, your Jamar Chase to be gotten in this draft. But if I go out and I sign Marquise Brown and I put him next to DJ Moore, ooh, yeah, right. Like I, now it's now it's a different conversation. I go out yeah. and I get right. Michael Pittman is the number one. I probably come out of that going, uh, yeah, 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 right, right, right. Michael Pittman is the number two. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, I'm back in talking. on that. Okay, you still got Cole Komet. You still got Cole Komet, who I think is ascending. And if you got that top tier, potentially a top tier tight end to go along with those wide receivers, mm-hmm. man, you got some dogs tier. out there, man. We giving Cole Komet top tier already? We I said potentially, it? potentially, potentially. Yeah, I I'll say top ten, gonna... not top tier. I'll say top ten, maybe potentially. potentially. You know, potentially. I think he's ascending, man. This year, he showed me a lot, man. His 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 catch radius, his ability to track the ball down, and his speed. Like honestly, uh, it's a good chance. Play. Yeah, he could he can he can develop into being one of those you know top tier receivers. Uh, tight end. I like Cole. I do think that he's Im- improved immensely. I think that he has become a, a really good uh, player as far as bringing the ball in. I feel like Cole looks for the tackle. Like he, he when he when he's making plays, I'm always like, hey man, why you ain't trying to like run around that guy? Yeah, he want to truck stick. Yeah. He 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 likes he likes looking for contact. Yeah, you know I mean, like he, it's almost like he like like, and not even to say like be a finesse guy, but like I swear, Cole will see like somebody coming to tackle him, he'd be like, I'm finna get tackled. He like, hey man, like <laughs> just, just go that way, like keep going that way, and maybe you wouldn't have got tackled. I don't know, but okay. I do like that. Uh, I I like that the Bears again. You're talking about guys that have developed under here. I think that the Bears have a lot of really, really good options ahead of them. I love how Ryan Poles is building this out. I look at this wide receiver class right now, and I mean, listen, I think the thing is too, right? Who's the name that's gonna get be the odd man out? Is that gonna be OBJ? I'm cool on OBJ. You you say you like OBJ? Uh, I do. Uh, Apparently, I don't know that he's a locker room cancer because I didn't. I, I see people are saying, "Oh, he's toxic. He's this. He's that." I, I didn't realize that. I don't know. About I don't that know if he's a locker room. Yeah, I, I'm the not team sure. He was 13 and three, and he. He was on the sideline consoling that Lamar he, Jackson I was after just an about interception. To say that. Like, I don't know yeah. if he's a locker room. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. I I'm think not. That's more of that. an assumption. That's more what people perceive. Yeah, I I think Baker feels that way. Maybe. 
<laughs> I think, but I don't know. I, I just think that I think there's a very the specific end, yeah. quarterback that feels like he's a locker room cancer. I don't think that the um, the the Ravens locker room was a mess this year. I don't think that the Rams locker room was a mess. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, they pretty much praised the guy the entire time, wanted to bring him back. I think he's a Baker cancer. I don't think that he's a locker room cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love but this I, question by B. Bill because it just speaks to uh, what the world is now. Is there an Iowa tight end coming out is, is pretty much a question you need no, to no, ask no. every single season. Uh, I is do, that where I, Laporta came from? Oh, of course. Come on, dog. <laughs> Iowa tight end. Like, what are, the, what are the colleges that you just know you get in some relief for? Like, Alabama's defensive ends, right? Obviously, Alabama's Georgia's defensive ends. Georgia's yeah. defensive ends. Ohio State's wide receivers are always speedy. Yeah, I mean... You getting that? What's a good quarterback school there? Uh, where are we getting a, that elite quarterback from consistently? Not Michigan. Oh, I well. mean, back in the day, USC had a lot of prospects. I mean, yeah, well, USC back in the mix again, right? With Caleb, I guess. I mean, like yeah. North Carolina's gotten two out here. Yeah, both guys yeah. will probably yeah. end up being top picks in the. Hey, what do you think about? Uh, I see somebody put this on in the comments uh, about taking Bowers at nine. Bowers is nice, but that's be a luxury because we already have tight ends kind of wrapped up i think we need to address the tackle or the edge the edge for sure but yeah it would be interesting because i think you're gonna go out and try and get a tight end as well right like i i've talked about noah fant possibly coming over here because of his familiarity with shane waldron's system bowers at nine would be interesting to me because um you can run in 2022 when shane waldron was at his best you're running so much 12 and 13 man personnel Mm -hmm. And so while, yes, it is not a priority for me, if you feel like he's going to turn Cole Komet into your tight end too, and you're running a ton of twin tight end stuff out there, and you've got this big lineup that's able to move down the field, I'm not going to sit there and tell you that your safety blanket of a player in your tight end. And the one thing I know about Waldron is there's going to be all the stuff we didn't have over the middle over the last two years. There's going to be a ton of it over the middle this year. That might so be a like, war room conversation because I feel like tight end is the same. It's the same under the same umbrella as wanting a a, a, a superstar running back in this room or bringing about Saquon. I think those that. are luxury positions right now. I, it depends on what that tight end can do for you. Yeah, though. I don't know if tight end is a luxury position. I don't think I'd say that. No, I mean, as far as, like, we already have Cole Komet, and you said he's ascending. I don't think that's somewhere that we need to pinpoint oh, in the oh, first round. Oh, you said just for the Bears, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the yeah, Bears, yeah, no. yeah. I would say it's probably a luxury a luxury move right now for the Bears. I wouldn't I wouldn't sit there and uh, – I'm not breaking the bank for a tight end this offseason, no. right? Like, if no offense yeah. available, I would love for to be able to go get him. Um, and, yeah, like you said, that, that, that could be war room because that's going to get – that's going to get interesting. But, I mean, like some of the names out there right now, I mean, Mike Gusecki, Gerald Everett, Irv yeah. Smith Jr., I'd say. I mean, Will Dalton Disley, Schultz is I think. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Dalton Schultz is out there. Hunter Henry's out there, right? Like those are guys where it's like, is he my two? If he's my I two, like, I, I do like Schultz. Yeah. Can't go wrong with a good Schultz, man. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, man, appreciate y'all for tuning in. <laughs> Hit that like button. Was that crazy? How was that I don't crazy? know. I, I don't know. That's Schultz. I don't know. I don't know. A good Schultz is crazy? Is that... uh, 
Pass. I don't know about that one. I feel like you're shaky. <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to come hot and ready, but we we, we, we know what you're on. We know what ready. your game is, my guy. Always ready. Always <laughs> ready. Top out of baby. Topper's always ready. The topper's always ready is insane. Oh, that's wild. What's happening right now? You're live, Jordan. You're live. Jordan, Jordan people can see here, so you, dog. Back to the fool. We all can. We can all see you, dog. That was it, right, Tricky. Yeah, it was a random pause, bro. Like I don't, I don't shaky. get that one. Like, a little shaky. He threw himself in on that one. Like he was like, oh, "Hey, I hold on. I've gone thirty minutes without a pause. I got to get in on one pause." Yeah, I mean, come on. Now. Um, I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting in this draft because the Bears right now, like we talked about, the options are endless for them. I love the fact that we're finding all of this stuff out where we're like, well, can we, can we always, right? Can we trust Ryan on this? Did he make the right decision on this? Did he do this? Did he? And then like, it comes out at the end of the day that, yeah, he made the right call on the head coach. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yep, made the right call on the DB room. Yep, made the right call. Like, the trust right now for me heading into this draft is the highest I've ever trusted your GM in my life. Yeah, he's very, very good right now. Yeah, he's he's doing some things, man. And it's like, I think and this is why they say they let the professionals be the professionals, let them do their job. He's obviously GM for a reason. We're obviously on our couch for a reason. You know, (laughs) he's doing his thing and the the way how he potentially could be setting his team up, man. Like, I don't want to sound like a homer, man, but like we could be Super Bowl contenders in a couple of years, man. Whoa. I like 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 positivity. Even with, right, let me ask y'all this. Even with... Shout out to Brandon Green from Japan. Everything that is going on right now with the NFC North kind of staying the same, do you feel even more confident heading into next year as the Bears are moving in the right direction that... I mean, I feel like we'll be a team that is competing for the division next year. And not like... This is just me hype on it or any of that. No, but like, yeah, I literally what? haven't seen this guy make huge misses. No, nope. I mean, we, we've talked about this before. I think a couple couple shows ago where, you know, we, we talked about how the elevation of the Lions, the elevation of the, the Packers, obviously, and what Jordan Love could potentially be and what we saw now. You know, a lot of people were surprised at his ascension. But of course, that, that's LaFleur's system um, at work. I think that the Bears could be right there. If they if they go about this this offseason the right way, like this is a make or break offseason, I believe, for the Bears to either be 
in that range of being a, a an okay team to yeah. a really, really good team that can contend not just in our division, but with some of the better teams in the league. And yeah. so, you know, you we we could potentially be right back up there in that division race and being in the playoff. I don't see and it I, why not. Go ahead. No, I, I was gonna say I don't see why not. I mean, honestly, uh I know the line we, we like to kind of compare ourselves to how the Lions were the year prior where they were eight and nine and or nine and eight. I can't remember which one it was. And now they're eight and nine. They're eight and nine. And they end up having this season that they're having this year, and they're keeping Ben Johnson and they're running it back. And you know, this division is is solid and it's tough top to bottom, but Honestly, I don't see why with the money that we get, the potential draft compensation that we have that we could use this year, uh, with the continuity that we continue to bring on with uh, Fields developing or Caleb Williams, whichever one we go, you know, depending on which way we go. Honestly, there's no reason why we shouldn't be competing with these top tier teams like Green Bay and Detroit in our own division and, and win a couple of games out of those divisional uh, matchups. I mean, we honestly, this is if we win the North, we win the NFC. The NFC is not that strong. And that's how I feel. It, we- it is a it is a division where you kind of like, like even the Eagles, right? Like, or, or a conference, I should say. Even the Eagles, like I look at the Eagles and I'm like, hey, what, what's he going to, what's Jalen Hurts going to look like without Jason Kelsey? Because mm-hmm. the one thing about Jason Kelsey, and I don't know if this is every time, but a lot of when I've seen the Eagles, it looks like Jason Kelsey is calling out where the guys are, where the mic is. Mm-hmm. Looks like Jason Kelsey's calling out where the blitz is coming from. It looks like, Jay- like all right, Jalen, now it's your turn to do that. And I, I think Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. I don't yeah. think you just magically get to a Super Bowl on your own, right? And, right? and the offense looked really good. I think they were a lot banged up. They went through a ton of changes this season, right, with the coordinators and stuff like that, everything ends up getting derailed. But I do feel like I got a massive question on, Ayo, are you going to be the same? Like, I feel like the NFC North will probably be very similar. But even in the NFC North, right, like, the Lions don't scare me. No, I mean, we we talked about it plenty of times. We we beat them twice, technically. Well, could have beat them twice. Like the, I just, I don't know. Like the lions just don't scare me. The, uh, uh um, the Packers don't scare me either. Uh, Packers don't scare me, but of we, course we, we, we got a, we got a curse. We got to break with that. Yeah, we got to yeah, overcome it. It's mental. It we we got to overcome the mental on that one. The Packers team doesn't scare me. The bears mental towards the Packers scare me. The legacy. Uh, but I mean, me. listen, that's only, that's only two games out of the year. I'm not losing my mind one way or the other. Love this question from Brandon green. Want to address this before we get up out of here. Uh, if we, I have a question on polls. If we draft Caleb Williams and have a bunch of holes on the rest of the team, do we still trust the process if we find out that we could have got a King's ransom for the first pick? I think that depends on Mm. what Caleb Williams does. Mm -hmm. Because if Caleb Williams does what CJ Stroud did this year, like we can sit there and we can say, oh, CJ Stroud had these weapons and he had the right coaching and he had the boom and he had this and he had that. And that's why he's better than Justin Fields. It's not because of Justin. If Caleb Williams comes in and he plays the way CJ Stroud did, where his processing is quicker, he's getting rid of the ball quicker. He's getting the ball out efficiently. And I, and y'all know how I, I feel like Justin can do all of these things. If he's in the right system, yep. I also feel like CJ's in the right system, which is why, right? Like, like they are not going to let uh, Bobby Slowak leave 
here. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that news or not, but Bobby Slug has agreed to a new deal in Houston within the past yeah. few days. A significant pay raise is involved. In it. That's why Bobby Slowak's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, so I'm just, I feel like if you can get all of those things right and add to Justin, he can become those. I think that, if you that, feel that Caleb's a generational talent, generational talents do things that make the average players look better. Yeah. yeah, and shout out to Rod, man. What if what if we trade Justin? He becomes an All Pro. Well, if that's the case, then that means that we didn't evaluate it right, and we clearly didn't have the things around him for him to succeed uh, well yeah. enough. Because we always talk about what if he goes to Atlanta. Atlanta has pretty much everything right there for you outside of needing a quarterback. But back to your point about if we were to choose Caleb Williams and go forward with him when we could have traded back and addressed all these other areas of need, does that mean that we take a step back? Well, potentially, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I, that, and that's the reason why I'm in the Justin Fields camp. I know C-Dub is as well, because you have an opportunity to get your get your uh, another wide receiver, get your get your edge, get your, your lineman, get your center, get all of these different things. And then we just talked about the wide receivers in free agency. And then there's other edge rushers in free agency, like uh, Brian Burns, like potentially Chris Jones for the three technique. Like there's yeah. so many other things that you can address because you already technically have a quarterback that is that that could potentially be special yeah. if you just put everything around him and make it right and make it make it make it move right. So I don't know. I, I just think that maybe you take a step back with Caleb. That's just how I feel. Oh. I know he's a special talent. I know everybody's yeah. saying he's going to be generational and pot, he potentially could be. And uh, as a Bears fan, at the end of the day, I'm gonna go with whatever Ryan Pose is because, as we always say, in Ryan Pose we trust. So we'll we'll see what what cards he has up his sleeve. But coaching is everything, man. And I feel like if you so if you got the right coaching, that's gonna impose with trust. Ah ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ha, ha. Ah, ha, ha. The, the fact that Joe got him licking the lips, just like yeah, you know what it is. You know what's coming here, dog. But but coaching is everything, room. man. Like. Honestly, we we see what's happening with Purdy, right? He got the right to he got everything around him. That dude, he got every he got he got the best running back in the game. He got some wow. stud receivers. He got one of the best tight ends in the game. He got an offensive line. He got everything around him. Best left tackle. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. The defense is solid. You know what I mean? He got everything around him. And it's, I think <laughs> we're Steve Paul. hey what it is too it's it's a possibility that this may be going on too and this is why i had to kind of open my mind to the idea that you know what maybe it is going to be caleb williams i think what if polls is just too afraid to pass up on another generational quarterback and the thing i keep telling people all the time is like yeah but we wasn't going to take cj stroud if we kept one we weren't going to take cj they were Bryce was the number one consensus overall pick. I I don't know if he was the consensus for the Bears. I think if the Bear I I think Ryan Poles would have made the right decision on that. But but typically the thing is you got these number one pick quarterbacks, they don't always pan out to be generational. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so we very well could have a, a a quarterback who's ascending, who's learning. Took a little bit while to process some things, but he's starting to ascend. And he's more than a mid-tier quarterback. I believe Justin Fields is above average at the moment, but I think he could become really good. And you don't necessarily have to have Patrick Mahomes. You just have to have a really good, competent quarterback that don't turn the ball over and and can get – Brock Purdy is not 
a, a superior quarterback. This dude, to me, is a little bit above mid. And if you got a little bit above mid, you got Brock Purdy. And I think uh, Fields can become more than that. I think he's more talented than that. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. It depends on if they're scared to uh, keep Fields and pass up on another quarterback. We'll see, man. Here, here's guy, another reason why I think that Justin Fields is the way to go as well. Because in, in, we've, we've talked about it, too, and somebody said in the chat. Ryan Poles could be potentially in a position to get another ultimate fleecing because we're not just addressing everything this year. Maybe next year, whoever we trade with, if New England is the is the trade partner for us, if Washington is, if they if, if uh, the Raiders are, whatever the case may be, those three teams or someone else could potentially be the number one pick next year. Yeah, and we're going to be right back in this position talking about, oh man, the Bears just made the playoffs hey, with MHJ. I'm not going. I'm not going to lie to you. He pulled that off. He in goat status. Dude, hey, that's oh. the goat for the next three years. That's uh, crazy. He pulled, hey, put the fifty back he up. End up uh-huh. If he end up, <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> what a picture! This is a picture of Joe's weird picture here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, how yeah, did he catch yeah. that man licking his lips mid lip, man? Mid no, I don't know. Oh, I have man. no idea who snapped that picture, but they wilding out here. Uh, the, I, I guess, it, listen, if he if he pulls off, I'll say this. If he pulls off what he's pulled off to this point and ends up with a top five pick next year. I'll take that. Dog, like that's that's GOAT status, bro. Yes. Like that. Like, what are you going, what? You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. It's, it's to me, this is, this is a very interesting uh, time for the Chicago Bears. And I actually trust the guy that's running the team. It doesn't feel like we're going into this blind. Yeah, I mean, it it just it does hold on. Jesus, wait a minute. What's what's going on? That, is that breaking news? What I don't, that? I don't, I can't say that on the stream because yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's facts. We'll, we'll, but that's a crazy thing to bring to the we'll stream. Table that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll 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 come back to that at a at a later date. <laughs> uh, the one thing that I I I, I love this. Because I think this explains it so well, as you guys know, Shay Norling on ESPN 1000, not a Justin Fields guy, right? Yeah. Uh, but he said, he tweeted this out earlier. He said, I have no life, so I charted all 67 Super Bowl starting quarterbacks today by draft position. Here you go. 20% number one overall, 20% day three, 17% um, were drafted two through 10, 15% were 11 through 32, 13% were in the third round, 11% were in the second round, and 4% were undrafted. So you know mm-hmm. what that, and, and in his mind, that was draft Caleb Williams. You know what that told me? You've got 20% on first overall pick, 20% on day three quarterback. So you've got a one in five chance. <laughs> and, and, and the same amount of first overall picks versus the same amount of day three guys. A one in five are literally the same percentage. You want to know why? Because the day three guys got a team built around them. And, and, yeah. and Pat, yeah. you know, there you go. What, this is my thought too. Like that one in five chance is so crucial to think about. It, it's not like basketball where you got a LeBron come out of KD, these surefire top three picks. They're going to pan out. But I think quarterback more so than any other position really needs their coach. The coach can make you a Tom Brady. The coach can make you a Brock Purdy. Uh, not every coach, but yeah, not every coach. But if you got the coach, a really, can make you a Pat Mahomes. But uh, the the Honestly. coach can make you a goat Mahomes. And so if you ah. got <laughs> right, <laughs> if you got if you got the right infrastructure around your quarterback, and he set out to succeed. I mean, 
he doesn't have to be your number one overall pick, C.J. Stroud. You know, and so this is why I just think that if you got a, a quarterback that's already good with the locker room, he's already knowing uh, he, he's he's comfortable with the system, with the team. Honestly, just keep what you got. Sometimes a bird in the hand is better than two in a bush. Keep what you got. Trade back to the to the commanders maybe, and and they're going to be terrible next year. We get a top five pick next year. We get some, some King's Ransom coming in for this year. Yeah. Or we can trade with New England. They're going to be terrible next year. So if we trade back to three, we get MHJ, and we get a top five pick for next year. As you said, we're going to have Goat King Poles. Yeah, yeah, he he gonna be goaded. We're gonna have to put some horns on on the head. Yeah, I mean, little maybe little you know, a little ram horn on there. He gonna, he ain't gonna be looking gonna be like Loki at that point, bro. He, he gonna be Loki, bro. We gotta put the Loki helmet on him if he pulls that <laughs> off. We'll see what it ends up being, man. I am excited about this offseason, especially what's coming ahead. Uh two more weeks until the Super Bowl, boys, and uh we'll uh we'll Dang. we'll be done with football season for another year, and then it's just crazy all Chicago Bulls all the time. Oh boy, hey. <laughs> Hey, but you know, uh, Calm down. I know I'm a, I'm a White Sox, I'm a White Sox fan. You know, some good news possibly coming out of that too. So, uh, looking looking forward to seeing what's gonna happen in the next. I'm a, I'm a White Sox fan as well, but I believe it when I see it. Hey, man, as always, man, we appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. <laughs> now, why this one jump in here right at the end? What? Come on, man. The TM is in the building. I had to go to work. Now we got to do another hour show. No, we ain't doing another hour. We're We're back. 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 Going. <laughs> He'll be on here tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, in the studio, maybe was, with some internet. I was I was chatting all day. He was ignoring me. I was like, yes, yeah, no, we got to do this. We got to do that. I put your chats up. <laughs> I did. <laughs> y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. One love. Right, Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Peace. <laughs> Why'd you pick that picture? That's hilarious. <laughs> Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code Super 24. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.